So welcome to this quick bonus episode. I don't think it'll be 15 minutes, but something came up when we were trying to figure out our movies we were going to do next. And oddly enough, Mike and I both started talking about how we don't want to do The Exorcist. Why not, Mike? Once is enough. I, so for, so that first of all, uh, I'd like to limit this film's influence to myself. You know, when, when I say like Invasion of the Body Snatchers from 1978 is a great movie, what I mean is you should immediately rent it, make time, you know, if, if you spend time like throwing it away on different Netflix shows, but you're going to be sitting on your couch anyway, time is much better spent, you know, watching Invasion of the Body Snatchers. Uh, I do not want to be re personally responsible for anybody tuning into The Exorcist. Uh, some horror movies uh, are really about uh, the the absolute nature of evil. And there are certain things that once you, once you see them, uh, you can't unsee them. You know, I, I think that the quality of some of my nightmares uh, are taken from from different you know images that you see uh, during the during the formation of your psyche, and uh, I, I just don't want to be responsible for anybody's uh, for anybody's nightmares and seeing The Exorcist. That's what the father tells the kid in the road, which I'm sure you've read, right? He says, "Don't look at that because once you see something, you can't unsee it." And I certainly remember seeing it, uh, you know, when I was a lot younger. I remember it was on TV with all these warnings, and of course, if you're if you're 10 or 11 years old, that is catnip. So I remember staying up to watch it, thinking I was cool because the whole part where they're out in the desert, I'm like, this isn't so scary. What's everyone talking about? And as soon as her head hits the pillow and her eyes roll back and Mercedes McCambridge starts doing the devil voice, I was like, Aah! like running out of the room, like a, like, like, you know, um, Wiley Coyote running, running through a door or something, our cave. But, um, you know, Roger Ebert once said, which I thought was pretty smart, he said that um, the movie does everything it's supposed to, but he can't imagine wanting to live through those emotions again. There are some forms of tension in film that make you feel like perhaps the thing that you're seeing is not happening in front of you, meaning you're, you're not reacting to it the way early audiences did when they filmed a train and people you know, left the theater because they <laughs> thought the train was coming out. That's not what I'm talking about. But they convince you somewhere deep in yourself that you're looking at something that did happen, just not here in front of you right now. And that's the form of tension that operates inside The Exorcist. Uh, I don't like it. And I would not tell anybody else to watch it. But if you're asking me if it works as a film, it 100% works on a film and fires on every possible cylinder there is. You don't like it, do you admire it? Do you admire it aesthetically? Absolutely. I'm, I, I admire that it was done. Uh, I admire uh, their performances. I admire its themes, um, but there's, if you sat down and you're like, hey, Mike, do you want to watch The Witch again? And you can go back to our podcast episode on The, on the Witch from season one. Absolutely, I want to spend 90 minutes watching The Witch. Um, but I don't, I don't know how to give my soul a bath or the bath that it needs uh, after I sit and watch The Exorcist. You know, it's, it's difficult to tell. Yeah, it's almost too much. I, I read William Friedkin's uh, memoir, which I, which I recommend to everybody out there. It's called The Friedman Connection. And just as you'd expect, it's, you know, it's 500 pages. The first, you know, it's 200 pages on The Exorcist, 200 pages on The French Connection, and 100 pages on everything else. And he insists over and over, oh, I wasn't trying to make a horror film. I was trying to make a movie about a man struggling with his faith, which, which you know, is true. I mean, that's part of, it's one of the great, great Catholic, I think, works of art. But it's such a test of your soul to sit through it and, and just to, to make it out of there unscathed. And you could try to laugh at it, I think. And you always see people that say, I don't think it was that scary, or I just laughed at it. But I've always, I had a hard, I'd have a hard time laughing at it. I think that there's a certain kind of person that is not gonna take 
things seriously anyway. And for those people, the, the film doesn't operate, but they, they also miss out on a lot of things that, but by not taking things seriously, you're both unaffected in a good way and you're unaffected in a, in a, in a bad way. Um, obviously we're sitting here making a film podcast uh, at you know 7.30 on a weeknight. So we are both affected by things. And so I, I think that that kind of shared enthusiasm means that we're, I will not be tuning into this film again for no reason. Okay, I will end by saying that when I was a, when I was a kid, when the movie was a big thing in theaters, I did something very, very dangerous for my age, which was I went into the adult section of the library and got the novel out because I wanted to read the novel. And I kind of casually took it up there to the counter, like I was uh, 19 years old trying to use a fake ID and they let me check it out. And I walked out of the library with the novel of The Exorcist by William Peter Blatty. Like I was holding, like, like I was bringing, you know, um, you know, drugs on a plane or something. And uh, I got home, read the whole thing, thought, you know, it was terrified out of my mind. Reread it again, maybe five years ago, maybe, uh, you know, 10 years ago. And what struck me was that it was so interesting that as soon as Reagan starts to show all the um, signs that she's possessed, the first thing that, that everyone wants to do is put her on Ritalin. It's the first thing they want to do. Let's put her on Ritalin, put her on Ritalin, it'll all go away. So I thought to myself, well, that's, a, that's an interesting concept to read in the light of history. Yeah, I think times are just, uh, times are too dark for The Exorcist anyway. The, the, exor the Exorcist is for a different kind of economy. Yeah, yeah. All right, so um, we hope you enjoyed our talk about why we won't be doing The Exorcist. Maybe we'll have a spin-off podcast, Mike, on other movies we, that we really think are terrific movies, but that we're just not going to sit through again. See you next time.